It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Lions rookies getting some national love and Brad Spielberger going to join us from PFF. And oh yeah, one of Brad Holmes' favorites is back. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked on Lions. You are Locked on Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And on a pleasant Wednesday, a sunny Wednesday, November 9th and a Thursday, November 10th, it is Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Derry with you. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day right here on Locked On Lions. Lions and Bears coming up Sunday at Soldier Field, 1 o'clock in Chicago, noon Central Time as the Lions go for two straight wins. We're going to talk to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, one of our buddies from PFF, coming up momentarily to break down where the Lions sit right now at 2-6. and six. The Athletic came out with their all-rookie team at the halfway point of the season. Three Lions made the all-rookie team. We'll tell you who those guys are coming up. Lions also have the NFC, NFC's defensive, I should say defensive player of the week. We'll get into that as well. And as always, Locked On Lions today is sponsored by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. You can follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D E R Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. And as always, watch us on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. We'll get some really nice comments from some of our watchers, viewers, listeners yesterday on youtube and i appreciate all of you and uh thanks for uh thanks for checking us out each and every day tomorrow lauren cox locked on bears will join us as we'll do a little thursday crossover as far as today news of the day uh, deandre swift limited in practice today if i had an old bit siren i would play it um i think he's going to play on sunday but this is going to be all year with the ankle and the shoulder where some weeks he's close other weeks he's not to 100%, blah, blah, blah. But the Lions are going to need him Sunday because I think Sunday is going to be a shootout. I think Detroit can run the football on a bad Bears defense. I think the Bears and Justin Fields are going to score some points on the Lions defense. There's no way the Lions defense is going to do what they did last week and only give up nine points. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But I like Detroit's chances Sunday. I'll continue to beat that drum all week. By the way, big news today. Uh, Trinity Benson is back. That's right. The Lions have claimed wide receiver Trinity Benson off the Broncos practice squad. So he's gone from Denver to Detroit, back to Denver, back to the Motor City. So uh, Trinity Benson uh, residing once again at 222 uh, Rodwood Drive. So the Lions are in need of receivers. Certainly Josh Reynolds hasn't been healthy. DJ Chark hasn't been healthy. Quintez Cephas. You know, milk carton. I mean, you just don't know. 
So the Lions have needed another receiver. They had Stanley Berry Hill or something like that last couple weeks. Now they're bringing Trinity Benson back. Oh, my goodness gracious. Not one of Brad Holmes' better trades, uh, by the way, uh, Trinity Benson. But he's back. This is like Andre Fluellen. Remember Big Flu? Guy was, like, cut and brought back, like, 50 times by, like, a, nor a handful of regimes. It's like, uh, bring back number 96, Andre Fluellen. NFC Defensive Player of the Week this week was handed out today to Kirby Joseph of the Lions. How about that? Two interceptions, huge pass defended in the end zone. Uh, the third-round pick from Illinois continues to make plays, and today was rewarded with the uh, Defensive Player of the Week award. It's the first time in Lions history that a defensive rookie has won the award. What does that tell you? Not even Darius Slay, not even Dominican Sue. Um, so pretty cool for Kirby Joseph to get that honor. And he's going to be a huge key Sunday because if Justin Fields is going to be running around, Kirby Joseph's going to have to be on that back end again making plays, um, especially in the passing game. Um, and we'll talk to Brad Spiel, uh, uh, Spielberger about that momentarily, if I can get his name right. But it's true. Kirby Joseph has been a, a great find. Last year it was Amon Ross St. Brown, fourth round. This year it's Kirby Joseph, third round. He gets better every week. And I'm excited to see him and Tracy Walker play together next year because I think the Lions will, you know, you go into next year and think about, all right, maybe they'll add another corner or whatever, but if it's Okuda and Jerry Jacobs and some of the improvements from some of the younger guys, um, and then we're talking uh, Walker and Joseph, that's good. That's a secondary. Deshaun Elliott really hasn't been that bad this year either. And some of the other corners, like Amanio Ruarie, A.J. Parker, and others, that have been the problem. But um, congratulations to Kirby Joseph. He'll be going up against Justin Fields, who was named the NFC's Offensive Player of the Week last week for his 178 yards, most in NFL history by a quarterback in a game in the uh, rushing department in their loss to the Dolphins. And I got news for you. I'm listening to some, I've been listening to some Chicago sports radio. They think there's no way the Bears lose Sunday. Like They're like, the Bears have played really well against Dallas two weeks ago and came up short. They played great against Miami last week. They came up short. Those are two playoff teams. Oh, they're going to they're gonna finally get that win this week against the Lions. So not a surprise that that's going on um, in Chicago. I want to tell you about the Athletic and their uh, all-rookie team at the halfway point. Um, and let me uh, do that. Coming up next, shall we do that? First, though, our friends at Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked On Lions listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year. You won't want to miss it. All right. Simply Safe is great. It seems like no matter what's going on at your home, there's somebody watching it from Simply Safe. All right. Even over the holidays, Property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system. All right? What do they do? They call you. There's high-tech sensors, 24-7 monitoring agents. Simply Safe tech support staff is there for you. If, you. if you don't think your system's working, they're awesome. They were named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, a third-year 
in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to say big. On the only security system I recommend, get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on today. That is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Excuse me. Locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, folks, really cool stuff from The Athletic today at theathletic.com, and that is that three Detroit Lions made the midseason NFL All-Rookie Team. Um, Aiden Hutchinson was a part of the defensive line group, or the edge group, I should say, joining the likes of Kayvon Thibodeau and Trayvon Walker. Um. The linebackers, Devin Lloyd of the Jaguars, Quay Walker of the Packers, and Malcolm Rodriguez of the Lions. The Athletic writes, quote, Hard Knock star Malcolm Rodriguez has been a bright spot on a rough Detroit defense. He hasn't nearly seen as many total snaps or reps firing back in coverage as Devin Lloyd. He's still banking stats. 54 tackles, five tackles for loss, three quarterback hits, one forced fumble, and recovery. Very cool. And in the defensive backfield at safety, You've got Jaquan Brisker of the Bears, who we'll see this weekend. Jalen Petre of the Texans tied with Kirby Joseph. Quote, Joseph has been coming along as of late and just had two interceptions against Aaron Rodgers. He's improved as a player ever, ever since he got to Illinois. And he looks more comfortable by the week at using his length to take away passing lanes and his range to add value as a tackler. So those are three Lions draft picks. And again, we got another half of the season to go, but very cool to see three Lion draft picks, three Brad Holmes draft picks, Aiden Hutchinson, Malcolm Rodriguez, Kirby Joseph, as some pillars for the future there on this Lions defense. Um, none on the offense, by the way, but again, we're expecting Jamison Williams to be a stud at least come next year or even in December if he gets an opportunity. But that's a good sign. That's why you want to build through the draft and keep accumulating picks and hit on some of those picks. So, uh, and that's exactly uh, just this sort of wave of players. Not red wave. Where's that red wave? But a wave of players that uh, uh, are coming in. That's what you need to keep this rebuild going. All right, Blue Nile. We love Blue Nile. They're a sponsor here on Locked On Lions. Let's talk about them before we talk to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. 
Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then help you handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. It's simple, all right? Blue Nile is amazing. And they got jewelry experts on hand 24-7 to help you, either via phone or online. Mark your moment, make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use code LOCKDOWN to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's BlueNile.com code LOCKDOWN to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com code LOCKDOWN. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Always enjoy our conversations with Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, one of our buddies from PFF, and he joins me today. What's up, Brad? Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. Good to see you. Um... 15 to 9 slugfest. Was that what you what you expected on Sunday? And I guess part two would be what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, huh? Always see an NFC North team beat the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah, I mean, three interceptions. I want to say he had eight against Detroit Lions his entire career before that. So almost matches half a total. And as much as he wants to blame other players, I think this one was pretty squarely on him. The throw to David Bakhtiari that Aiden Hutchinson kind of smartly sniffed out, realized, hey, why am I pass rushing against this guy? And he's running the other direction. Um, but was underthrown by a couple yards, just not a good ball. Um, and then was pressing the rest of the game, trying to, I think, do too much and throw a touchdown on every snap seemingly. Um, yeah, there's there's real problems in, in Green Bay, and now they obviously lost a lot of players to injury in that game. So, like you said, a, bit, a little bit ugly, a bit of a slugfest, but you'll, you'll take those wins against Green Bay every time. You know, I want to piggyback on something. Some of the Packer players after the game, and you were tweeting about this today, complained about the turf. Uh, there, there's been a groundswell of a few players saying, let's have all surfaces be, be grass. Do you see that happening anytime soon? I think the the NFLPA would have to make a really big stand and get everyone behind it. And I think while sometimes it's hard to get all the players aligned, you know, a lot of these contract things and stuff like that, the higher paid players versus the lower paid players are going to have different motivations, different incentives. For this, I think it's pretty much across the board. And I know the NFL and owners now are trying to push back on the idea there's a large or noticeable difference. I think you have to trust the anecdotal, you know, stories from players, um, other sports, you know, in soccer, they, they, they use grass everywhere. I think the owners are kind of being a little bit cheap here. Um, I could see it happening because they talk about player safety a lot. We have new concussion protocols, you know, the middle of this season, all these different things. These soft tissue injuries, you know, can end guys seasons, end guys careers. I could see them kind of galvanizing everyone and making a big push here. So the Lions, you know, got the win. Like you said, it wasn't the, the, the prettiest of victories, but the defense obviously stepped up and confused Rodgers a little bit to the tune of of the three interceptions. Uh, Defensive Player of the Week is is the rookie in Kirby Joseph. PFF is falling in love with him as his grade was it was, it was close to nine or at ninety. What are you seeing from him, and uh, is this surprising you? 
Yeah, the last month now, he's about an 83 and a half, I want to say, you know, overall. You know, interesting to see, I suppose. There's been some good cornerback play and good safety play since they did move on from, you know, DB's coach Aubrey Pleasant, who I and all, you know, questions I've asked about him. He was highly regarded, a well-liked coach um, and believed to be a good coach. But, you know, maybe they did need a different voice there because he's played well. Uh, the return of Jerry Jacobs, he's been grading in the high 70s for us. Jeffrey Okuda continues to have a good stretch here and graded about um, 79 over the last month as well. So, you know, I was trying to kind of look at how they've been since that decision in the last, you know, couple games. And there's been a lot of growth in the, in the back end. But, yeah, Kirby Joseph in particular, um, a really fun, really good player. I know he was a guy that, you know, Mike Renner, our head draft analyst who you maybe had on before, was super high on. I think he ranked him a lot higher than a lot of other boards. Um, You know, he's just – he's a dynamic player where I think he can do a lot of things differently, you know, kind of like a Tracy Walker, maybe not elite in any area, but a really good player in all aspects of playing safety. And so it's been fun to see. What, what So the way he's playing now, obviously they are uh, married to Tracy Walker, who's out for the year, but does it matter in your mind if, if come next year they say, all right, we're going to leave Joseph where he is kind of in that free safety spot, and then Walker would slide in and play the strong safety? Does, is that overrated? Is that To me, the way Joseph's playing right now, I like him playing center field and being back there. I think in today's NFL, you can work around it. I also do just think Walker can play both roles. Um, but yeah, in today's NFL where everyone's playing too high safety and you want guys that can do both of those things, that can both cover or come down to the box and make plays, um, even if maybe they're, they're, they have one particular aspect they're better at, you love the diversity because you can then kind of have, you know, pre-snap, show single high, rotate to two high or vice versa and kind of confuse quarterbacks and do different things. And I think both guys can do that. So you know, maybe you keep him at a spot he's more comfortable with because he's the younger player and you try to get Walker to get more acclimated to a different role. But I think it's a good problem to have, like you said, a little bit overrated as a one guy needs to do X. In today's NFL, they should be able to do all of it. Derek Barnes had a big game, uh, getting more snaps, certainly. Uh, Anzalone's still out there. Rodriguez was hurt. Um, what, what, were, what are your impressions of him over the last couple of weeks? But really, this was a breakout game for him. How do, how do you get him on the field now? was and I kind of was confused you know I, it's hard it's such a tough position to grade and also just to kind of evaluate in today's NFL but I thought he was a decent player last year you know as a rookie um you know so I mean Rodriguez obviously been very good right out of the gate was you know playing well and and obviously was the the hero of hard knocks and all those things but I do think eventually I know Anzalone sounds like he's a leader in the community and the team and all those things a good veteran presence has the connection to that New Orleans Saints you know centric coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball but eventually I think you want Barnes and Rodriguez to maybe be your two guys I think you do I think you need to increase his snap count let him play more because he was everywhere in this game on Sunday Interesting, the Lions got the stop at the end of the game on Sunday, something they have not done. I know you were also putting this out there on the Twitter machine today about uh, some advanced analytical numbers about the Lions' defense in the second half and down the stretch of games. It's not been too good from a statistical standpoint, Brad. Tell us about it, but obviously improved this week. Yeah, so I wanted to look at how teams performed in the second half. Again, controlling for game within one score, because obviously if a team's getting blown out or if they're blowing out the opponent, it's going to be different. You know, Philadelphia, if I didn't control for one score, Philadelphia looks like the worst second-half team in the NFL, and then you realize you know, they're doing that because they're up by 20 points in all these games. So controlling for one score, looking at offensive and defensive efficiency. The Lions, I'm not breaking any news here, have struggled on the defensive side of the ball in these games. They've kind of struggled in any scenario, but – um, the Green Bay Packers are actually worse, actually the worst team in the NFL on second in the second half on defense 
um, in terms of how they're limiting their opponent's efficiency. But again, it's a trend where when I split it first half and second half of the year, I think you're seeing Aaron Glenn make adjustments. I think you're seeing them, them get better. They're, the, they're in the top half of the NFL the last month compared to being, I think, dead last the first month. So they're learning some things. They're doing a little bit differently on the back end. I think, again, shifting to a little bit more zone, a little bit less man. They've kind of gone back and forth in that seesaw a lot of times. Um, but I think they are learning, and they're getting better. Also, just individual players getting better, the young guys they have all over the place. Um, but, but some encouraging things, you know, these, this last month. What about offensively? Uh, you guys gave Jared Goff a pretty bad grade. I think it was 48 or so this week uh, as, as far as PFF goes. And, again, we do the top five and bottom five every Monday. Did them yesterday. But um, they won in spite of, I guess, not a great performance from their quarterback. Can they do it again this week is the question. They probably could. Uh, I think this this week is going to be fascinating. I think we might have 500 total rushing yards in this game between the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. It's funny because these two teams are actually very similar in this, um, in that they're both top 10 in, in run block grade and both bottom five in pass block grade for us right now. And Detroit, obviously, you'd think should be better in that area. They've obviously have a lot better players. Um, two good tackles that you think more of when you're thinking of pass protection. Um, so maybe there's room for growth there that we'll see in the more immediate future. Um, but yeah, I, I think they don't need Jared Goff necessarily. The Bears run defense is dead last for us. I think you saw it in their last game against Miami. They could do whatever they wanted. They just have no anchor in the defensive line. I think I talked about how you know I had issues with the Lions defensive line last time I came on the show. The Bears defensive line is the worst in the NFL, I think, comfortably. They're going to add a lot of resources there this offseason. But nevertheless... Yeah, I think both teams are going to be able to run roughshod over the opponent this weekend. More with Brad. Uh, we'll talk about the Bears again. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been on this. Let's pump the brakes on Justin Fields Express bandwagon. But let's see what Brad has to say coming up next right here on Lockdown Lions. Hi, Brad Spielberger is with us from Pro Football Focus. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. We always love having him on the show and breaking some things down. Um, all right, so the Lions go to Chicago this week. It, it's time. Enough's enough, Brad. They've got to win a road game under Dan Campbell. It's like it's the due date has expired. It's time. I like this spot for them. I know the Bears. It's crazy. I have friends in Chicago telling me that you listen to sports radio there, whether it's the score or AM 1000, and it's like they won this weekend. It's like they beat the Dolphins. No, they lost. And it's like, oh, but we got our quarterback, Justin Fields, and blah, blah, blah. Where, where are you on Chicago overall right now? And obviously the, the big talk is that Fields is, is now becoming a star. I should preface, I'm also from Chicago. I am a, a diehard Bears fan, so I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I've read it all. <laughs> um, look, again, I split kind of I was looking at every team in the first month, first, second month of the season. He is the highest graded rusher, not even just rushing quarterback. He's the highest graded rusher in the NFL the last month, but he's still 30th in PFF pass grade the last month. I think you have seen a lot of growth and improvement. I think we're seeing fewer mistakes. Only took two sacks in this game against Miami. That's kind of been his biggest issue is holding on the ball forever, taking a lot of bad sacks. We saw less of that. He did have three touchdown passes, the most touchdown passes he's had all season. Two of them were very nice plays. One kind of a roll, roll out to the right and a beautiful throw to Cole Komet. The other over the top of Xavier Howard, the best corner for Miami, to a leaping Darnell Mooney. So, again, only 138, I think, passing yards. But you are seeing growth there. But him getting anointed, I think, is a little bit premature. Um, you know, he always had the physical talent and the gifts. We all knew that. And I think you're seeing things getting pieced together. Chase Claypool should be way more involved. Obviously, their big trade deadline acquisition should be more involved this week against Detroit than he was against Miami. Um, but no, he's not quite some juggernaut, uh, you know, passer that's going to go for 
you know, 300 yards, whatever against Detroit. That being said, I want to say he averaged 12 and a half yards per attempt last year. Only threw the ball 17 times, but you know, it, one of his best games of his young career was against Detroit last season. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I, I get the, the mania, but I think it's a little early, you know, yet. If you're Aaron Glenn, then what, what do you do? Obviously you're going to learn a little bit from the tape from last week with Miami. Look, the Dolphins couldn't stop the Lions two weeks ago in the first half. Obviously, that kind of changed in the second half, but Detroit put up 27 on them. It's not a very good defense. The Bears, obviously, like you said, Komet had a big game, and uh, they've got some weapons now with Mooney and Claypool, and, and I love Herbert, the running back. I do. Um, but I think the Lions, like you said, should be able to run the football. And ba back to Glenn for a second as I'm all over the place, but what, what do you think Aaron's going to do? Because... You know, do you spy? What, what did Miami try that didn't work? It's going to be super fascinating because as a passer, again, Justin Fields is, I think, our lowest graded passer against man coverage. But what we've now seen against both New England and Miami, two teams that are right up there with Detroit in the highest rate of man coverage in the NFL, when you play man coverage, your corners turn their back to the offense. That's kind of the that's what they do. And when you turn your back to Justin Fields, he might run for 60 yards, you know, every once in a while, or at least, you know, pick up. He had six third down conversions with his legs in this game alone. So, and they had a spy. They had Jerome Baker a couple times. They had, you know, they had, you know, I think they brought a the safety down, had Javon Holland as a spy, and he's one of the, you know, best young safeties in the NFL. Fields is such a good athlete. It doesn't even really guarantee you much, even if you do have a spy or if you have your edge rushers kind of playing. You know, they kind of freeze and, and try to set the edge and not even truly rush. Um, so it's going to be fascinating if you, if you play a little bit more zone or if you stick with your man principles, but just be very cognizant of the fact that he could take off at any moment. And, and those DBs got to flip their hips, turn around, and get after the quarterback as fast as possible. Um, but I think we see it the same way, that the running attacks probably will determine this game. Who can really just continue to pound the rock, stay ahead of the chains, um, and, and just kind of, you know, impose their will on that, in that facet. I think probably the hope, too, is that if Jeff Okuda is sort of playing that, that hybrid role that he did a couple of weeks ago, that he's racking up 12, 13 tackles and there are for four or five-yard gains and not, you know, 24, 34-yard gains for Justin Fields. That one run, obviously, against the Dolphins last week was was pretty impressive. Uh, you mentioned Chicago defensively and the, the issues they're having on that D-line. Roquan Smith now gone. What about at linebacker on that back end? Yeah, Nicholas Morrow, I mean, look, I think Mike McDaniel is one of the better play callers already in the NFL, but poor Nicholas Morrow got taken for a ride in this game last week. I mean, he just, he puts so much stress on the off-ball linebackers, Mike McDaniel does, um, and he did that again in this game, which is interesting, because I think Amon Ross St. Brown obviously can operate there, can be successful there. Maybe a game where Hawkinson could have been super involved for Detroit on offense, um, you know, so I think that it will be there, but... The secondary in Chicago actually has been solid. Eddie Jackson is kind of playing like Eddie Jackson again. Jaquan Brisker, their rookie safety, is I think one of our highest graded defensive rookies in the entire NFL. Has been a good coverage player. Had a great leaping one-handed interception last week, but also has two and a half sacks on the year. Can kind of do a lot of different things. Jalen Johnson's back and playing well. Um, the, you know, the other rookie, Kyler Gordon, in the slot has gotten better as each week has gone on. I do think Amon Rock could have a big game against him, but he has gotten a little bit better lately. So I think it's all about attacking the middle of the field. Because the, the interior defensive line for Chicago is just not a good unit. You can run to the edges as well, but I think you know, they're kind of more disciplined and, and gap sound on the edge with Matt Eberflus. If you want to just you know get, get behind Frank Ragnow, get behind that interior and just push, you can get four or five yards before Swift or Jamal Williams even has a, has a hand on him. Wow. Well, we'll see how it goes uh, this weekend, Brad. But I know at least for now, the sun is shining today and, and people are excited the Lions are – 
the five game losing streak is over but to me i mean it's just it's time to get that road win you know what i'm saying i mean long overdue I totally hear you, and they're, you know, field goal underdog. It opened at two and a half and moved to three for Chicago, which I found interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a good, it's as good of an opportunity as they're going to have this season to get a road win. Brad, always love talking to you. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. There is Brad Spielberger with us from Pro Football Focus. As always, want to thank Dave Sofaro, the folks at PFF. Anytime we need any of the guys uh, uh, from the network, we always love talking to PFF, and obviously – if you can get on there and subscribe to Pro Football Focus, uh, you're going to get your money's worth each and every week. Tomorrow, we do the crossover with Lauren Cox, talk more Bears and Lions on this say Wednesday edition of Locked on Lions. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.